Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Elijah Fire. My name is Jeff Tharp. I'm your host. This is episode seven with Mandy Woodhouse. I'm, guys, I'm super, super, super excited about today. I was telling Mandy beforehand when I got approached about the show, I made a short list of people and she was one of the first people that popped into my head. I wrote her down. Um, and so I'm, guys, I'm super stoked, especially because of what God is doing through her ministry right now. And a lot of you have seen a really powerful word that she released a couple of weeks back on the Elijah list. If you haven't checked it out, I would encourage you to go check it out. We'll put a link in the description to this as well, uh, because we're going to talk about some really, really cool stuff regarding that word and a bunch of other stuff that she's got on her heart. Um, Okay, guys, um, we got a lot of ground to cover in this episode. Some people are going to get set free. Get excited, everybody. Let's bring in Mandy Woodhouse. Yay. Hi. Hey, (laughs) it is. It's such a pleasure to have you on this show. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So a disclaimer, everybody, before we really get started, (laughs) she has a new dog. A little puppy. Yeah, a little puppy. (laughs) So um, if you hear noises or whatever, (laughs) it's the dog, okay? I might actually have to bring him into the broadcast. He's asleep at the moment, but um, he's adorable. Yeah, it's okay. And people will love it too. (laughs) One of these days, my cat is going to come jumping on my (laughs) table because she cannot be contained. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's real life, people. It's real life. It's good. (laughs) Yes, it is. Absolutely. So, um, So there's a lot of people who are familiar with you as a result of the Elijah list. However... There are also a lot of people who watch Elijah's streams who don't read the Elijah list. So why don't you just give a little bit about yourself? Tell people who you are. Yeah, awesome. Well, um, my name is Mandy Woodhouse, and I am originally from Lafayette, Louisiana, which is like the heart of Cajun country. I don't talk like it. My dad is very Cajun. It's very, very cute. Um, but I moved to Australia in 2004 to do a Bible college here met my husband by 2006 we were married and we've kind of gone back and forth between the two countries but we are currently back in brisbane he's aussie by the way um we're back in brisbane now we've been back for about two years uh we are both uh working at a bible college at our church a glory city church called the academy And he is one of the core leaders. I teach evangelism and I do a lot within the prophetic and I teach leadership classes and love it. Run an itinerant ministry called Outrageous Hope. And we've done, we do a lot. I don't even know. I know I'm forgetting something, but we do a lot. Just anything that God calls us to do. We just love adventure and Mm -hmm. We just go where he tells us to go. Yeah. So good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the thing that I love about you as a person and just, you know, what your words usually um, convey is just absolute joy and hope. Um, And that's not to say that you don't, you don't probably, you probably have moments where you're tried in those areas because you're human. But That's that's something that I've always known as a very like shining quality of who you are is just your. Your Thank passionate you. love for Jesus and just the joy that that comes as a result of that. Yes. Um, and even I think you even released a prophetic word at the beginning of this year that was saying joy as a weapon, using yes. joy as a weapon. So yes. everybody go to the dot com 
and go check out Joy is a Weapon. It was a great <laughs> word for this year. And it's very timely even right now. Oh so yes, yeah. yes. Um, but it's interesting, you know, like I've noticed your words have always coincided with whatever my wife, Lauren, and I have been going through. And we're just like, wow. is, she, is she spying on us? Cause, <laughs> you know, um, and when I got asked to do this show back in, I was in July, a few days later, we published a word that said it's time to go on display. And it's, was a word about people who maybe have felt <laughs> hidden and felt, and I was just like, oh man, like, it was just like, so spoke to me yeah. and my wife. So um, awesome. Yeah. It's just so great. So with that in mind, speaking of yes. prophetic words that you've released, you recently, yeah. we recently published a word by mm -hmm. you um, and uh, you have a lot to say about it and a lot of great testimony. So I'm going to give you the floor. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, the dragonfly, it, it was actually a vision that I had. I was, we have a prayer room. God's, oh, he's so good. We just, he blessed us with this house. I never imagined myself having a house big enough oh. to have my own office mm -hmm. and an additional prayer room, but that's just the goodness of God. Um, so I was in the prayer room and uh, feeling a little dry and feeling just a little nervous about about the state of the world. You know, I'm, I'm American living in Australia. My dad is still in America. Haven't been able to see him for two years. There's just a uh, lot going on. Yeah. So I'm in there just praying and just spending time with Jesus. And this, I just go into this vision where it, it's hard to describe, but it was like, I was fruit hanging from the vine. So I was attached to the vine and my, my colors were quite vivid. I'm all about God speaks to me in color all the time. And, um, it, but, but I could feel like I was being depleted. Yeah. Uh, and in this moment of just, oh, Jesus, like, I just need you. I'm the fruit I'm attached, but, um, there was, there was like a worm that was coming towards me and I could tell that it was coming to, to eat of my fruit mm -hmm. and I could feel the fear rise up. And then I looked up and the, the sky was filled with all of these dragonflies just coming out of nowhere like dozens and dozens of dragonflies and they came they picked picked the worm off they were eating and they were eating all the bad bugs and i felt like the lord actually said that that is a word of encouragement to the body of christ right now and when i came out of the vision i'm like you're crying and i'm writing it down and then i looked at my phone and i had all these text messages from friends that were just encouragement, just out of the blue. Mm -hmm. I'm, I just want to encourage you. Mm -hmm. And it brought such a sense of hope back into, into me. And actually it made me like, I was getting feisty as well. I was like, yeah. okay, <laughs> this is the devil that's trying to discourage people. And yeah. so all that to say, one of the things that ever since I was quite little, dragonflies would always land on me. And I remember being little and, and just, being fascinated by them mm. and doing some research and finding out the dragonflies actually eat the bad bugs off of plants and off of uh, veggie gardens and things. And when we were living in America, I uh, found out that from a farmer that there are, there's actually farmers who try to harvest and, and purchase um, dragonfly larvae because they want the dragonflies around yeah, their crazy. veggies because the, they eat the aphids and the bad bugs off and it keeps the fruit healthy. Yeah, 
crazy. And so that's what was happening in this vision. And I just think that God is so incredibly intimate that he used dragonflies of all things to encourage me. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the feedback I had, I had, I had a woman reach out to me and she was so lovely. And she was just, she just had a question because she said she had always heard the dragonflies were, were demonic water spirits. Mm-hmm. And so she thought, oh no, like, what if you misinterpreted this vision? And one of the things I said to her was that like, God is so intimate. Like he knew that I needed that encouragement in that moment. And mm-hmm. so he used a dragonfly, which he's always used in my life to encourage me. Yeah. And I knew that it wasn't necessarily a warning. She was afraid that there was a war. What if there's something bad's going to happen in the world? I was yeah. like, things are already happening in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. God, and he's a good father. You know, he's yeah. not going to use something that when we ask him for a piece of bread, he's not going to give us a stone. Mm-hmm. That's what scripture says. Yep. So to use a dragonfly as a warning would, would not be the father heart of God because right. dragonflies always meant something good to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's- well, and I think the important thing to note here too is when God speaks to us in prophetic imagery like that or in visions, yeah. Um, it's important. Yeah, there are things that could mean something specific, yes. but in this case, yeah. like God speaks our language, you know, and yes. there are certain things that, yeah, it could mean that generally speaking, but for somebody it could mean like, uh, it could mean something very good in your case. And this is a yeah. perfect example, you guys, that it's important to know what, what do these things mean to me? Like you yes. loved dragonflies as a kid and uh, dragonflies yeah. are awesome, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> the coolest wings ever. Um, but it's important to understand the language that you have with God and, and That's how, right. how, yeah. So um, this, uh, yeah, this is a that. perfect illustration of that. I love that. And also just using wisdom. I yeah. have a few key people in my life who are um, kind of prophetic mentors Um I won't say names, but people that that you all would know and trust that I run big words by, uh, like something that's really deep and meaningful that I know is a corporate word for the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. I don't just like submit it to the Elijah list or throw it up on my blog or my Facebook. I actually run it past seasoned prophets and everyone that I ran it past agreed that that it was actually an encouragement for this season. And so, So um, can I can I talk about the the, the good feedback that Please. I got? Please, like guys, it's <sighs> incredible. Like, yes, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably gonna cry. I, yeah. I, hey, cry. I was, <laughs> I was telling Jeff, I've been weeping for like the past week. So, um, when was this published? This was po- have it open September here. 5th. No, it was it was a couple of Fridays ago. So it says yeah. I think the date says September fifth was when I think you, you posted it and then we published it on, I want to say it was the 17th. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was, it was Friday, the 17th. The 17th yeah. yeah. So when I published it on my blog, um, I, I was overwhelmed just with feedback from people just saying, thank you. A lot of people that read it from my blog actually wanted to step were men in ministry, wanted to step out of ministry, felt that amount of discouragement. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them felt an increasing amount of anxiety because of things happening in the world today. Um, mm-hmm. And then that that was beautiful, you know. But then when it got to the Elijah list, 
um, I always know when I've been published because you guys are in America and I wake up and I've got a list of like emails. I'm like, okay, I, I, the Elijah list published me. Yeah. But this time, um, gosh, sorry. I have had a total of 12 emails now from ministers from across the world who wanted to take their own lives. Mm. They were at the place of just desperation. And, um, <sighs> sorry, <laughs> didn't know like what the next step was. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those places where you're like, okay, God, I can't do this anymore. Okay, God, so give me a sign, show me something, you know, and, and the, the Elijah list popped up on their phone or their laptop or whatever that day. And they read the word and they were encouraged. Mm. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that I talk about is like, lift your eyes up, help is on the way. And I quote Psalm 121 and Psalm 121 is beautiful. And I think sometimes we get so stuck in that place of just like um, de despair mm -hmm. and desperation that, that you just forget what to read or where to go. And yeah. I know oh, yeah. that it's a spirit, it's an external spirit yeah. that's at, at work in the world today. But mm -hmm. I was so overwhelmed to know that God had used that oh, to man. save, to literally save people's like pastors, pastors. Yeah. There was one woman who, um, I won't say what country she's from, but, mm -hmm. and I got plenty, plenty of emails from people, but she, um, she and her husband were, in ministry and their church shut down and they actually saw people die in front wow. of them. And, um, the amount of despair mm. and it was like the last resort was just like, Oh God, we, we need you. We need you. Oh, look, the Elijah list published something. Maybe there's something in there. Maybe something can keep us going. Maybe. And, and then that is what they read. <laughs> Sorry. I can't even like articulate myself. I don't, really... I, it's landing. It's okay. Like I'm, I'm tearing up too. It, it It's okay. And so I just, um, I'm humbled by that. And I'm also, you know, I, it sets me, it sets me on fire in a good way. Like I, I'm angry, <laughs> I'm angry. And I'm like, man, like, that's one of the reasons I'm called outrageous hope because sometimes hope can be outrageous mm -hmm. and to others, it can be just downright countercultural and outrageous. And I think God is calling this generation to be a countercultural, outrageously hope filled mm -hmm. generation because that's what the world needs yeah and there's all the different flavors of prophet you know i, I have some friends that call themselves like ezekiel watchman prophets and yeah. we've got the, the this prophet and that prophet, whatever and like i hear from jesus you said it best earlier jeff i hear from jesus um the way that i hear from jesus and mm -hmm. he has called me to be a voice of hope mm to the nations. And so I'm just going to keep on talk, speaking hope. And I feel yeah. like that's needed right now. Oh my Just goodness. like the yeah. other stuff is needed too, yeah. but hope is really needed. Yeah. So, well, and there's such an authority that comes from your position to be completely honest. I mean, everybody's, you know, people aren't strangers to what's happening where you, yeah. where you live. And yes, um, 
there's an, an immense authority that comes as a result of that guys. Like, like yeah. she lives in Brisbane, Australia. Like, so there's, there's power. Like, that's one of the reasons I think why God was like, Mandy, she's the one that's going to deliver this word, you know? Um, and yeah. so at the end of this guys, we're going to, we are going to, to, I'm going to have you pray for people and awesome. we're just going to people guys be expectant of being delivered from a lot of this, this dread you're feeling yes. and anxiety yes. and fear. And, and, you know, I was, you and I were talking before the show and I could speak for myself that, um, I, I had so many opportunities over the course of this weekend. Cause I knew we were going to talk about the topic of anxiety. And I yeah. said, every single time that we've picked a topic, I usually struggle with that topic. The spiritual warfare is just yeah. nuts. And, and I said to my wife, I said, honey, I'm saying now so that we can be watchful. I was like this entire weekend, I'm going to be bombarded with thoughts of anxiety. And I actually even had the opportunity to walk a new, a recent friend that I made uh, through the process of, of being, being set free from anxiety. Um, awesome. and so it's yeah. like, even in the midst of that, it's like, you, you still have a choice. It's God give us free will. You know, so you can be set free from something, but you know, mm -hmm. it's like, you can still be presented with enemies. will still try, enemies will still try to present you with opportunities to, to yeah. grab a hold of that stuff. So, um, so true. Yeah. And, um, look, Isaiah, I'm just, as we're talking, mm -hmm. one of the things God showed my husband and I recently, Isaiah, the Aussies would say Isaiah. <laughs> I still can't quite talk like an yeah. Aussie. But I can hear okay. a little bit of an Aussie accent very subtly. You're, you're picking <laughs> it up, Mandy. Yeah. No, which is so funny because normally I'm a Southern girl. I'll talk a little bit more like this usually. Yeah. Um, let's see. Isa Isaiah <laughs> 61. Um, beauty for ashes, the oil of gladness, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit. And some translations say... Let me get back to it. Let's see. A spirit. Yeah, the mantle of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Mm. And like my husband, Costin, we, we were like, wait a second, spirit of despair. Like sometimes we see, oh, I'm just an anxious person. This must be me. Oh, it's my despair. It's my, it's the, and yeah. like, God's like, don't own that stuff. Hey. That's not part of the kingdom of God. The kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy yeah. Spirit. And so, like, that's a spirit that has come after us, particularly in this season. We all know the, you know, pandemic has opened the door sure. to fear and to anxiety and things that are way heavier than it was pre-2020. But, um, like just to encourage people, that's a spirit you. Yeah. And if you have the Holy spirit residing in within you, then it's not coming from within. It's coming from without. Come on. And so it's an external spirit. And when we yeah. can see that it's an external spirit and it's not living within us and it's us and it's my identity and it's what defines me, then we mm -hmm. can be like, Whoa, wait a second. God wants to give me a spirit of joy, a mantle of joy mm -hmm. in exchange for that spirit of despair. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. it's it's a matter of actually getting with the Holy Spirit and learning how to make that exchange happen. Mm -hmm. Is Jesus already did it at the cross. We know yeah. that. So how how Lord teach me? How do I exchange that?
help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. But when we know that it's external mm-hmm. and it's not what defines us, dodge oh, just who I am. I'm just an anxious person. Yeah. Like, no, don't engage that stuff. That's right. junk. That is as the Aussies would say, that is pure rubbish. Get rid it of the rubbish. Rubbish. Get rid of the rubbish and and exchange it. Just exchange it for the joy. And mm-hmm. it, it's a lot of times, Jeff, we know it's easier said than done. We sure. know that. Absolutely. But that's why that intimacy is so important. Mm-hmm. Like going back to that place. I mean, this whole dragonfly thing came from me being in my prayer room, spending time with Jesus. Like that came from a place of intimacy. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's need that. Yeah. So spot on. And last weekend I, I had shared briefly back in 2019, I'd had a bout with anxiety that put me in the hospital. I thought I was having a heart attack. And then the doctors were like, no, man, you're good. You're just, you know, anxious, like crazy, you know? And, um, and it was a new thing for me to realize that I just built up all of these you know, it was, anxiety is fear, plain and simple. And so when she mm-hmm. said like uh, that, that it's, it's an external thing, like guys, if yes. any of you are saying, oh, my anxiety is flaring up again, yeah. that's not, that's not yours. That, that's not, not yours. part of who you are. And that's I think right. it's so important that you said that because there was a, a process of just, I knew I was like, the only way through this is through communion with Jesus, intimacy yes. with Jesus. And it was just this process of like, I really homed in on Psalm 91 and this was pre pre pandemic. We've seen a lot of people quoting Psalm 91. So it was crazy. I quoted it so many times I memorized it, but like that, those first couple of verses, whoever dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. And I would look myself in the eyes and I like in the mirror. And I would just say, God, with every fiber of my being, I don't want to believe this, but I am choosing to declare with my mouth. I trust you. That if yep. I abide in you, I will rest. I will find rest. I will so find good. peace. And just saying it, guys, say it a million times if you have to. Yeah. Like, and just let that break off. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm passionate about this. I'm so <laughs> excited. Oh, it's good. And you know, um, Romans says that faith comes by hearing. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we need to hear ourselves say it. Mm-hmm. And the more that we say it, and I know if. People who follow me, you've heard me say this a lot because I feel like it's so important. I feel like I'm I'm not going to stop saying until we get this, that we have to declare with our mouths things so that our spirit will rise up and our head and our heart will start to catch up with the truth that our spirit That's believes. So Faith comes by hearing. But also that means we're actually fully submitting to God. And what happens when you submit to God, you end up resisting the devil and he flees from you. Mm-hmm. Come on. So basically, the more that we declare it out loud, we hear it, our faith rises. All of a sudden, it's like something just snaps and you're like, uh-uh, no, I'm not an anxious person. This mm-hmm. isn't me. I am resting in the shadow of the Almighty. And when you mm-hmm. get to that point of authority, that's when the demons flee. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome, and so that's guys. Why yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. So, yeah. um, man, and another thing I think that is really key for 
for us right now, um, especially people who may be struggling with anxiety or depression or whatever it may be, um, you know, at Proverbs eleven twenty five says that those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Mm. And that sometimes is the last thing that you want to do oh, yeah. when you feel like you need refreshing yourself. Mm-hmm. But what I'm finding, you know, it says elsewhere in scripture that the anointing breaks the yoke. And one of the things my husband and I do, if we, we're both prophets. And so if we are feeling under the pump, if we're feeling, um, which is Aussie for stressed. I was going to say <laughs> under the pump. I've never heard that before. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feeling stressed, feeling down, feeling oppressed, feeling discouraged, whatever, mm-hmm. um, anxious. We, we, we did it last night. We're like, let's go prophesy over someone. Okay, oh, you don't cool. feel like it, but we just go prophesy over someone. Or if you don't consider yourself a highly prophetic person, I believe everyone can hear from God and can mm-hmm. prophesy, but yep. um, go and encourage someone. And and because the Bible is clear, when you encourage someone else, you yourself will be encouraged. Mm. It's what happens. Mm-hmm. Romans 12.10 is one of my favorite scriptures right now. I don't know why, but I just it says to outdo one another in honor. Um, Let's outdo one another. So our academy students have this little like like we call it the honor wars. They want to out they, they try to outdo the first years, try to outdo the second years. They try to outdo each other with encouragement or prophetic mm. words. Oh, it great. is beautiful. It's a beautiful culture. And it's one of the things that I felt like it was that was in the word that I feel like is important. An important key for us is to not be self-consumed because that's where the enemy wants you. So he he'll bring the attacks of anxiety. We'll just pick on anxiety for now. And I'll share honestly from my own experience, we had a really, really rough year this year. This has probably been one of the roughest years of my life for a number of reasons. Started out with a huge attack at the beginning of the year, which then caused um, other things to happen. And even in my body, my body, I had something similar, Jeff. I went to the hospital because I thought something was wrong with my heart and it was just like severe stress. Yeah, yeah. And it was the, you know, and, and I was dwelling, I was engaging in thoughts. I was like, what all the what ifs, the what ifs are like, that is the, the language of the enemy. Oh, totally. So we have to cut off the what ifs and go back to what God says. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning how to do that. I think yeah. I've gotten really strong at that this year because oh, it yeah. has been a year of like, what ifs? Yeah. So it, it's been a really, a really tough year. And I, I had to learn to get good at not engaging those thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I had to get really good at learning that even when I didn't feel like if I was feeling anxious and I didn't feel like, um, reaching out to someone else that what the enemy was trying to do was keep me in my own little bubble. And what happens is you get, you're trying to manage whatever it is that you're struggling with. And so you kind of get self-focused and you might have one or two other people around you who are helping you through it or holding you accountable or whatever, but you're like self-focused. And so when you're so self-focused, it's not because you are naturally a selfish person, but it's because, and this happened to me this year, I, I, I had to like 
process with God and work out what was happening and how to not engage these thoughts and how to cut off the what ifs. But I was missing that there were people around me who were drowning and and needed, like we just needed to look up and look at each other and encourage each other. Yeah, that's really good. And I saw in that moment, there was a moment where the Lord showed me that. And I was like, that's what this is about. The anxiety Mm -hmm. isn't just about an attack or God trying to teach us to get stronger in whatever, which all of those things are true. Any Anything that the enemy tries mm-hmm. to use, we know God wants to use for good and he'll work everything out for the good. But I realized that the attack was actually to keep me looking down so that I'm not looking at you to be able to pick my head up to encourage you. Yeah. And then you're looking down so that it's like this blanket of like, oppression is all over well everybody. and your fight or flight kicks in too yeah. you know when you immediately start you know you start feeling it creep in and it becomes this like it's not again it's not an overtly selfish thing where you're like i hate people and i only yes. care about myself but yeah. you're like i'm drowning you know yeah. and that feeling of of dread and and yes. yeah i so i totally i know exactly what that feels like and i know there's so many people that are like yes yes that's me and so Mandy, why don't you talk a little bit about, and I can chime in too, if, if I come up yeah. with anything that's helped me of like, okay, say somebody's really plagued by what ifs right now. And they're, yeah. they're having this moment where what you're saying and maybe what I've said, but ultimately what the Holy Spirit is doing inside of them, they see a, essentially a lifeline that's dropped in front of them. They've grabbed a hold yes. of that, but they're being plagued by what ifs. What do they do? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um. So I can, I can speak from my experience. Mm -hmm. Everyone is different. Okay. So I just want to throw that out there. I think a lot of people think, Ooh, here's a formula. Let me grab a hold of that formula. But God is such a personal God that it may be different for different people. So I can speak for myself. Um, I'll share a real quick story if that's okay, because it's what God has used to explain to me how Mm -hmm. to, how to take this. All the what ifs, here's what happens. We get the what ifs, we get the feelings, the fear. Um, Some people tremble. Some people like I went through a season earlier this year where I would just tremble at the thought of, um, you know, having to see someone who had actually betrayed me. Um, And it was just like, oh, I can't I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this, you know. Um, So what happens is, is the enemy just throws this like I just call it like a blanket of oppression on you. But what we have to do is not engage those thoughts. And here's the story that taught me this. When we lived in America, we lived in this really cute little cottage. The whole front part of our house was a giant window that faced out over a beautiful tree. It was beautiful. Across the street from us, directly across the street from us, there was a guy that was a shift worker. So he would work all night, sleep all day. And he had great guy, great guy, but he had three large lab dogs and they would get out of their, their little pens and bark and snarl and chase cars. And actually like even, even the mailman was scared of them. (laughs) And it was just, I mean, they were just, Oh, and they were, they're pretty aggressive. Yeah. And so one particular day I was really struggling with the what ifs and the Holy spirit said, look out the window. And I watched for a moment and there was a man that was walking up the um, 
sidewalk. I started to say footpath because that's what we'd say here. I get it. So We're throwing another footpath for all the Aussies that are watching right now. Footpath, yes. Yeah. <laughs> sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it gets mixed up in my head. So. Oh, sure. I'm like, is that American? Is that Australian? Or is that Cajun? Because I'm from South Louisiana, which is oh, totally yeah. different as well. Yeah. So, But anyway, so they're walking up the sidewalk, the footpath, this guy. And he's on my side of the street. The dogs are on the other side. The dogs are barking and snarling. And the guy did not engage them. He kept his face straight ahead and he just kept walking. He didn't look at them. He didn't, he did, he just kept walking. Mm -hmm. And the dogs actually calmed down because they couldn't get a rise out of him. Mm. He kept going. They stopped barking. They, they just kind of stood there within the hour. Holy Spirit said, look out the window again. So I did. This time there was a woman going the same direction. The dogs are snarling, barking, whatever. And this time she actually turned and picked up a stick and threw it at them. She engaged them, started screaming cuss words at them. (laughs) And the the dogs actually attacked her. Oh, my goodness. I had to call 911. Oh, Um, no. It wasn't pretty. Yeah. However, and she was okay. She was okay. However, the Holy Spirit said, that's what happens when we begin to engage. So Mm. we engage the lies. We engage the snarling dogs. Uh, We won't always get attacked. Okay. Like like that, like, because no weapon formed against us can prosper. Right. Mm -hmm. But weapons are surely formed against us. And, and it was sort of like this moment of clarity for me that what I was actually doing was dwelling on the thoughts. I was engaging the what ifs. Mm. I was coming up with a plan of action. I was coming up with rehearsing what I would say, monologues going through my head. If mm-hmm. I see this person or if this situation happens mm-hmm. or, um, and the Holy Spirit said, that's not what we're meant to do. Yeah. You know, Philippians so said good. to think on good things. Don't engage mm-hmm. that. Take every thought captive. So I take it captive. I just imagine myself. Here's a what if I feel anxious. Okay. I'm going to take that thing captive. I'm going to, but I have to put something in its place. So I, for me personally, I start to put um, who Jesus is, what he's actually done for me, Mm. the goodness of God. I put those things in its place. And then the, the rest of it, I imagine myself like nailing it to the cross or whatever And then if I need a little bit of an extra kick, I'll just like call someone and encourage them or I will, you know, because that's like slapping the devil in the face. It totally is. It's such a good, yeah, I love it. So we don't engage and then we step out and we actually go and, and be a refreshing to someone else, mm. even if it feels clunky, you don't feel like doing it. And I promise, man, that spirit breaks off. It just breaks off. And that's mm. when the mantle of joy comes. Mm. Well, and if anybody's ever like gone and um, helped somebody say they, they had a, a flat tire on the side of the road and it looked like they're kind of struggling with it, you go and help them or, yeah. um, you know, somebody's like, uh, you know, whatever. Um, you feel really good after it. You're like, that's I'm going right. to. I'm going to, you know, like if you give a prophetic word to somebody, maybe you were a little nervous and it, it you know, it's something that totally resonates with you. You're like, I'm going to, we're going to prophesy to everybody. Like, let's go, yeah. let's do it, you know, no. um, and it's contagious. And it's something it that my wife and I have often talked about this too. Or we always call we call it like the fog uh, where it's like, 
you yeah if you if you're feeling bombarded bombarded by the enemy and sometimes you just don't even want to speak you know and there is power and like like you were saying sometimes you need to hear it um you hear yourself say it and that is so 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 powerful because and i've talked about this before um on a show a couple of weeks ago but about how even they've done scientific studies about the power of spoken word i'm like God is right. God, like even ingrained it into like who we are as yeah. our genetic makeup and how we receive words. And it's so powerful. And it's like, what did God do when he, when he, when he created, he spoke, spoke. things into existence. It's like, that's right. it's so ingrained. It's like, that's why it's like, I more and more and more, I find myself not just praying internally, but actually speaking when I'm in the grocery store too, I'll be like, you know, like fortunately, you know, you know, we have to wear masks. And so it's like, you know, I, people that see me babbling like a weirdo, you know, uh, but I mean, at the same time, I don't really care, you know? Um, so yeah, there's such power, such power in, in speaking those things That's over right. yourself. So, but what, I mean, that, the, the example of the dog, you know, the engaging it versus not yeah. engaging it is such a powerful example of exactly what we're talking about. That's um, right. So, so good. Now you, you've mentioned that you have a huge heart for millennials and obviously as a disclaimer to everybody, I don't care if you're millennial or not, everybody's (laughs) welcome. If you're on fire for Jesus, you can watch Elijah Fire. That's what I care about. Or if you seek to be on fire for Jesus. Um, But you have a huge heart for the millennial generation. Um, And what's on your heart in regards to that? You know, you spoke a little bit about being free from anxiety, but yeah, yeah, go for it. Oh, um, we mentor so many people in that generation. I just, my, the church that I attend, probably uh, close to, probably most of the church, probably close to half of the church is millennial generation. And I have such a heart for them. And recently, um, one of the ministers during a ministry time, one of our ministers got up and said, Hey, I just feel led to pray for anyone that has anxiety. So if someone, please stand and we'll pray for you. Mm. And just about everyone that stood up was within that generation. Wow. You know, you had a few older people here and there, but it was like the, we call it the young adult generation. We were like, Oh my gosh, like we have to do something about this. And so were some people a bit older than me, would probably look at that and just be kind of judgmental about it. Mm. Um, I just saw it prophetically. I was like, that's an assignment against this generation. Preach it. Because of what God wants to use them to do. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, and I'm not, I'm still, it's still cooking inside of me. So um, that's a Doctor Who reference, by the way, Jeff. (laughs) It's like, it's still cooking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's still cooking inside of me, but I feel like, I'll try to articulate the best I can what the Lord has said for this generation, but I feel like it's a, um, and not to sound cliche, but I feel like it's a Caleb generation. Mm. I feel like my generation, I was told over and over, you're a Joshua gener- generation. That's awesome. And these, these things can, you know, extend over all age groups. Um, but the Caleb generation is the generation that goes in and sees the bad. They see it. It's there. They know it's there. They're not going to deny that it's there, but they come back and they're like, yeah, it's there, but my God is bigger. 
yeah, it's there, but my God, we can take this. We have victory because of our God. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now back to the show. And I feel like the anxiety, you said it earlier, is fear, mm-hmm. right? It's fear-based. And so fear has come against this generation because when they see when they see their God and they have a conviction about it, there's something about millennials and not to discredit my generation or anyone else. Um, I think I'm generation X. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little yeah, bit older probably, than I look. You're probably, yeah. If you're not a millennial, then you're generation X. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's plenty of us that are included in that, but there's something about this generation that is like, values authenticity mm-hmm. you know you value real being real you don't want the smoke and mirrors you don't want all the big stagey blah blah blahs but when you do do it you do it well it's not showy you know it's mm-hmm. actually in excellence there's a spirit mm-hmm. of excellence i believe over this generation mm-hmm. um and that's going off on a tangent a bit but i no, i, I believe that there is a um all of those things combined, you know, they, the, the millennial generation is called to actually like storm the promised land. Yep. Yes. And to go in with full confidence (laughs) that God said it. So we're going to do it. And yes, there's giants in the land and yes, it can be scary at times, but it doesn't matter because I'm just going to go in it just, uh, with, um, like hostile intent, I'm going to chase this thing mm-hmm. down yeah. because this is, this is who I am. This is what God said. Mm-hmm. And so everything, one of the things I've learned, and some people may disagree with me, but I find that if you look at a problem or an attack, it's usually the opposite is true. Oh, and big so, time. So I agree. if, if you're being attacked by anxiety it's because man, he's scared because the opposite is the truth about you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm called outrageous hope. And we talk about, I carry joy. People prophesy all over me all the time. Oh, you're so full of joy. And it's true. But do you want to know that those are the two things that have been the most attacked in my life? Other than my time with Jesus, <laughs> like hope and joy. I've had to fight for that but I know that's who I am. Mm -hmm. And so this is a word to the millennials as well. You know, Mm. I am not depression. I am not oppression. I am not lack of faith. My husband and I are still believing and I'll be open and honest because if you follow me, you know, we're believing for a baby. We've been believing for 12 years now Mm. and we've had losses and it's coming this year, this year it's coming. He's coming. He's coming. We know it's a son. Um, (laughs) But like, People think I'm nuts. People mm. think I'm nuts because the Lord said very clearly to us not to adopt because that would be an Ishmael for us. Mm. And we are meant to wait. And look, we just, we love prayer. We've done everything. We've read every book. We've done, we've done it all. We've done it all. So, you know, it, it's just God said, it's not delayed. It's for an appointed time. That's good. That's so good. 
And so if I walk around and all of my friends have multiple children, if I walk around and see myself as the, the girl that just can't hold a pregnancy or, oh, we're, we don't have kids yet, or we're the infertile ones or whatever, you know, like I, I went through a season like that for what, woe is me? Mm-hmm. So why God, why me, God? And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that again. Like I am outrageously hopeful mm. and I'm going to stand in the face of the enemy. And that's what this generation is called to do and to say, no, mm-hmm. I know who my God is. That's so it's good. very real that I'm struggling. It's very mm-hmm. real that every month, if, if I'm, you know, not pregnant, that I, I, I deal with an emotion. It's very real that when I go to a baby shower, that those are real emotions. I'm of not course. denying them, You're human. but I know who, I know yeah. who God is though. Yeah. And I know what he promised. Yeah. And, you know, I've dealt with a lot of, uh, depression and stuff in the past as well. And I'm like, that's not who I am. I'm not the depressed girl. I am joy. I am joyful. I am full of joy. I'm so millennials. That is who you are. You're not anxious Mm -hmm. and you're not lazy and you're not uh, entitled. And those are, those are things that the world has tried to label this generation as. Mm -hmm. And I just want to break those labels off because that's not how God sees you. And that's not who you are. And so if you can learn to see the opposite and just go with the opposite, because what God says is the opposite of what is often labeled, you know, Mm, it's that good. Oh, I get so fired up about that. Yeah. Well, and I, so there's a couple of things that have come to mind while you were talking. And one of them was, I, cause God, oh, God, I'm a war, I have a warrior's heart. So I'm, I'm, you know, he always speaks to me in like battles and, you know, like all kinds of stuff. Um, but um, I've often described it, whether it's boundaries or whether it's, you know, anxiety as a whole, like yeah. we're, you're established in a fortress. Okay. And there's a, an enemy that's encamped around the outside, trying to lay siege to your city. Yeah. And anytime that we engage in a sin of any kind, but, yeah. you know, engaging in fear or engaging in whatever the case may be, it's like going over to that gate and opening it up and letting the enemy come in. And so you have your warriors staged on the wall and they're fighting, but you have this hemorrhage right here, like the open gate that you're letting things in. And so you, it's important to ask the Holy spirit to identify. Again, I was talking to my friend uh, over the weekend of identifying the root and allow the Holy spirit to show you the root of that. And most of the time, especially with anxiety, it's fear, you know, it can be control but it's a result of being afraid of the outcome. If I don't control it myself, you know, whatever the case may be, but it's important to seek, ask the Holy spirit to show you what that is and close that gate, deal with that problem. But anytime that I hear, you know, when using the analogy of the dogs barking and walking Mm -hmm. by and choosing to engage with them or not, it's the same with, with imagining yourself on this wall, you know, and you're defending against this army and you hear the clamor outside the walls. Well, that's all it is. It's not the, yes. the enemy can't lay siege to the walls. The access right. point is the gate. You know, yeah. you have to let them in. And um, and so that's I always, so good. yeah. And so like I've talked to people when they're setting boundaries with maybe toxic people in their lives um, yeah. and being like, you know, they set a boundary and that person comes up right to the boundary that they set and they mm-hmm. get distraught. And I'm like, all you're hearing is the clamor of the enemy at the walls. You can choose <laughs> to engage them or not. You don't have to. They're, you set that's up this so boundary. Um, yeah. And so I think, yeah, that, that's something that's always been a really powerful analogy for me. 
Yeah. Um, we can thank so the Lord for showing me that one because it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. so, so good. Yeah. Oh man, I was um, as you were talking to. I just was reminded of I'm I'm I right now am on this mission for people to remember the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. And I believe that when we remember the goodness of God, um, we won't deal with some of the things that we deal with because a lot of times the fear is actually a fruit of a deeper sense of either shame or guilt Mm. or condemnation. And those are things that we deal with when we don't know how truly forgiven we are. Mm. And again, we need Jesus. And so if you don't know Jesus and you haven't invited Jesus to be the Lord of your life and transform your life, um, you know, that that we need Jesus for that. And that's by the grace of God. But it's Psalm 27 says, I had despaired had I not believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Mm. And there was a while back that I was feeling a sense of despair and I was engaging the what ifs and I was engaging things. And I read that scripture and I was like, oh my gosh, I am not believing in the goodness of God. I'm not believing that I'm going to see the goodness of God. Mm. And so that's something that I think the Lord's calling us back to as well, to go and see just how truly good he is. Mm-hmm. And Amen. one of the keys, and I can't, I can't like not do an interview or anything without saying this, because I feel like this is what the Lord has called me to kind of herald in this season is the idea that, um, and I love, I love the chosen, the program, the chosen and the chosen, it makes it like alive to me. I know it's great. But when Jesus goes, he goes to the fishermen and he says, I I think the first ones were um, Simon and Andrew. Mm -hmm. And he says, come follow me. And it says immediately they left everything to follow Jesus. Mm. And the Lord would say, so what is it about Jesus that would make you drop everything to follow him? Why did you drop everything to follow Jesus? Mm. And when he challenged me with that question, I had to go back. And I I feel like it's been unfolding and in that is the goodness of God, but it's been unfolding and unfolding and unfolding more and more and more. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's more than just getting to heaven. It's more than just, you know, the lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. It's more, it's more like there's more and more he's transformed me. Mm. And I still struggle with anxiety sometimes because it's an external spirit, but praise God, it's an external spirit Mm -hmm. and I have authority and I have power through the Holy Spirit and through my faith and belief in the goodness of God for that thing to go. And anyway, I'm really passionate about that because I feel like the Lord said to me, if we can come to a place, millennials, you can come to a place where you can articulate with conviction why Jesus is worth dropping everything to follow. There's freedom in that Come on, because it's, that blanket of oppression gets off of you. It like hops off of you. There is an authority that rises up in you. There is a power that rises up in you when there is a conviction about why Jesus is worth dropping everything to follow. And why why is it personal for you? I teach evangelism and I tell everybody like, 
I'm a different sort because because I'm a prophet, I'm also like I'm a different sort of evangelist. Mm -hmm. But makes it fun, though. (laughs) It it does. It does. Um, Not traditional by any means. But one of the things I say is if you can when you can articulate that with conviction, you can evangelize. Mm -hmm. When you articulate that with conviction for yourself, you can tell anxiety to go. Mm. When you can articulate that with conviction, it changes everything. And then you're reminded who you are. You're reminded what he did. You're reminded of the goodness of God. You're reminded of your uh, authority. It turns you into a warrior. Like it's it's done that for me. There's times where lately where I've, if I felt a bit flat or under the pump, I'll use that again. I'm like, oh, wait a second. Okay, Jesus, this is why. Oh, and then I get fired up again. And I think that's what, the Lord wants from us right now. He wants us to go back to that place. Simply put, this is why Jesus is worth dropping everything to follow mm-hmm. because your perspective shifts. Everything shifts. Mm-hmm. And I promise that anxiety cannot stay there yeah, when you can articulate and, and stand in conviction. Oh, yes, this is it. Because the enemy doesn't want us to remember that. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want us to speak words of life over ourselves and others. He doesn't want us to be walking in freedom. He doesn't, but whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Not free a little bit. We are free indeed. Yeah. And so, ah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it. I just think it's so important, you guys, to take an, say you you are a believer, you know, and you're dealing with anxiety. The reality is this, like how Paul says, like, I, I died. I no longer live. Like it's Christ that lives in me. And, um, and then in Colossians, he says, um, since then we have been, you know, he says we are hidden with Christ in God. Like, it's like, he says, for you died and are now hidden with Christ in God. And it's like, Oh, yeah. like, that's amazing. You know? And, yes. um, and being able to just get the revelation of that. Um, mm-hmm. Lord, I just released God. I just pray that you would just release that revelation of that yes. to people to see their value, Jesus. to see yeah. who they are, that they are hidden with Christ in God. Yeah. And so we just break anxiety in Jesus' yes. name, the hold of anxiety in Jesus' name. Yes, that you, Lord. Like Mandy said, mm-hmm. those the sun sets free are free <laughs> indeed. And so I just yes, pray that God. the joy of the Lord would be their strength, that yes, they would have Lord. revelation. Like Paul talks about the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Yes, and so your wisdom and revelation over the, the people that are struggling with this in Jesus name. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. So yeah, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I, yeah. I think people are, are really going to, um, I just, I just feel like so light right now. Like I, just, <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. And, um, Yeah, guys, like there's a lot of spiritual warfare. I can speak for myself, a lot of spiritual warfare that I went through in preparation for this. Me Um, too. (laughs) Yeah, because Satan doesn't want people to get this. And and I'll speak directly to my generation, the millennial generation. You were made, you were made to take mountains. Yes. And and, and, and (laughs) sending an agreement with what Mandy said that we're the Caleb generation. Caleb said, give me my mountain. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And so just guys walk in that victory. Like we are like, we're more than conquerors. And, and you know what? I also want to say this, this is, you know, the people that are sitting on the sidelines or feel like they're sitting on the sidelines that are like, Oh, I'm not a millennial, but like, that's my heart too. Great. 
come along with us. Like yeah. maybe, yeah. maybe what God is doing is, is lifting up the millennial generation to spearhead this, but yeah. anybody who feels this burning inside of you to take the land, like, let's go, come let's all on. go. We need the yes. whole body. And so I know, I know. So, all right. So Mandy, you know, there's a lot more we could say we're kind of out of time, but I know that people are just like, oh man, this was just like, so, so, so great. So can you just pray for people as you feel led? Just go for it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Jesus, uh, Jesus, Jesus, you are worthy. We come to you first with adoration. You are worthy. Yeah. You are worthy. I tell him that he's worthy first because that actually sets the tone for the way that I pray. Because then when I see him as he is, I won't be just vomiting up all the things that I'm anxious about on him. I think that's another key for people as well. And so, Jesus, we love you. And I thank you that all power and all authority is yours. And you've given that to us. We're seated with you in heavenly places. And I thank you that you sit far above every authority, every power, every bit of darkness, every bit of anxiety, every bit of sickness, every bit of depression and despair. You sit high above those things. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus alone is Lord. And so I just pray right now as as a co-heir with Christ as someone who's seated high above this stuff with you i i'm not going to try to um pull heaven down i'm going to push heaven down over this generation and i just say right now anxiety you must leave this generation any person regardless of age you that hears my voice you must leave now in the name of Jesus we will not stand for you any longer and I just declare over any person that hears my voice that is not who you are anxiety and fear and despair and depression that is not who you are in Jesus name shame and guilt that is not who you are in the name of Jesus and I I just I ask, that whoever is listening to this, that you would encounter them with your great love. Wherever they're seated right now, that your love would come. Perfect love casts out all fear. And so we ask for your perfect love to come and to just surround every person right now, including myself and Jeff and the whole team, Lord. Come, come, come in power. Come and set us on fire. Come and reveal your truth that whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I thank you that we can bind up that every person who is a believer has the authority to bind up the spirit that has come against them or their generation or their loved ones and tell it to go in Jesus name. Mm -hmm. And I release peace and I release the fire and glory of God over this generation Mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus. And I pray that you would help them to squash the what ifs right now and to not engage with those things. Mm And that you would put only good things in. Blessing, blessing, blessing. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, man, it's so good. Okay. <laughs> um, one, one thing while you were praying that I really felt like I heard people saying, 
but what about me? And in regards to that, what I felt like the Lord was showing me is that there are people who you have like, you know, Mandy and myself have been set free from the tangle, the snare of anxiety. Mm -hmm. However, you've seen it resurface. And one of the things that the Lord showed me Mm -hmm. is that sometimes, okay, first off, resistance breeds strength. You know, like Mm -hmm. when you're working out, it's the resistance that builds the strength. And so sometimes what the Lord is doing is he's, you know, not that he's the source of the anxiety, but, but sometimes we, you know, God is trying to elevate you to a higher level. And it's like, it's, it's to take you like, and, and I've gone through seasons like that where I'm like, God was there the whole time and I Mm -hmm. had the choice to engage in it or not, but the heat was turned up and I'm just like, man, this is like, I mean, I would say over the weekend, it was just like, oh my goodness, one thing (sighs) after another, after another. But coming out the other side, I was just like, I'm so buff in the spirit. Like, let's go, you know? (laughs) So so be encouraged, you guys. Like if if you have had an amazing experience of God delivering you from that, but you've seen it resurface, press in. Like the the principles that we were talking about, they still apply. Um, Yeah, totally. And so, yeah, I... uh, And the enemy is going to attack your strengths as well. Mm -hmm. And so when he sees that you're getting stronger in that... He's going to keep trying to attack. Mm -hmm. But the good thing is that God, you're an overcomer Mm -hmm. more than a conqueror. And so be encouraged by that. Mm -hmm. Just be encouraged by that. That's all I'll say about that. That's so great. Well, Mandy, how can people, uh, how can people follow your ministry and all Ah. that good stuff? Well, one second, I'm going to grab my puppy. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. My little guy, he's a little bit. This is Mr. Wigglesworth. Mr. Wigglesworth. Oh, Hi, puppy. He's such a cutie. Um, so, yeah, on Facebook, Mandy Woodhouse Outrageous Hope. And my YouTube channel, again, Outrageous Hope. And then my website, Mandy Woodhouse Outrageous Hope. That's a mouthful. I realized that the other mm-hmm. day. I was like, that's a lot. But Thanks. Mandy Woodhouse Outrageous Hope.com. And um, I'm not really like, I'm not really anywhere else. People mm-hmm. keep telling me to get on TikTok. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Maybe. I I, nah. I, I'm not, I'm not about that. Guys, go over to her YouTube channel. Show <laughs> her some love. She does these great things called truth daggers. Yeah. Um, and they're great. They're like little blips that just like fill you up with, you know, they supercharge you for the day or whatever, whenever yeah. you're watching it. So go and check it out. Go, go subscribe to her YouTube channel. Uh, and then also, yeah, like the, her, um, her website is down there in the description as well. Also, we put a link to her, the dragonfly word that she recently, um, uh, we published at the Elijah list as well. So you can check awesome. that out as well. So, um, Yay. Mandy, thank you so much. This thank was, you, this was, Jeff. you were as delightful as I was hoping you would be. So yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, God bless you guys, everybody. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.